0: Hello, <laughs>
1: and welcome back. We have Simon Cole Schauker on fire. How are you doing, Simon?
2: I'm doing well. It's a pleasure to be back once again.
1: Once again, my most popular guest. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> slowly just cries on the ears of my only guest. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm, most of, I'm, I'm
2: free most of the time, so you know. Before, well, before exactly, the, before the end of May, I'm still available.
1: Because by fair the enough, end of enough.
2: May, it's exams and
1: uh, uh, a lot of stress. Fair. I mean, literally, at the moment, I am I'm under a bit of stress, trying so hard to complete all my coursework, and my uh, like painting and stuff, to make sure that it's all done because we've been told recently if we get it done early before like the next half term, we don't have to come back. So we're all like, right, party on, let's go. <laughs> hmm. So...
2: Well, it's a pl- I'd like to say first that it's a pleasure to be back playing the master for the production and if truth if truth be told, I have not acted in almost two months, so this was a pl- pleasant comeback.
1: yeah. um well, as I said to you earlier, honestly, I have got to praise you because I was sitting there on that live, waiting for lines from a certain person. <laughs> he sent the lines, and he missed your scene. And like it was fair enough that he missed it because I think it was just the he must have thought it was a different character because I put unit guard James when mm-hmm. I could have just put James. But uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I still think, I still think you're always killing it every time you're in in, in a scene. If stuff Scotty Woodley
2: I try my best.
1: Mm. Um, questions, questions, questions. Is there um, any updates or any interesting things um, ahead for you at this point?
2: No, not really. They're all on the way from my universe. One of them being The Meddlers in Time, which is basically a series about Drax and the Monk.
0: All right. Oh my God, I don't
1: know at the moment. I'm, i I've started re uh, um, getting back on top of you know the Saving Private Taylor uh, series I was writing at one point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm I'm hoping the thing is at the moment I'm finishing the Doctor Who one that you're in. Um, I'm either going to do the one after that or take a break because at this oh, point goodness. I don't want to overwork it because I feel like sometimes I overwork everyone. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I'm like, Ugh. when people have all the free time, they don't get in contact enough.
2: Well, I mean, I haven't been like in contact with a lot of people, mostly due to the situation that happened two months ago with uh, the passing of my dear grandmother. So, yeah, th- I think... Th- because of that, I had a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, and to be honest, I just didn't feel like acting or writing, so I
1: took a break from all of that. Yeah. Um,
2: but it's so, great to be back.
1: Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's good, though, that you, you took time and that you've, you've come back with a positive attitude and trying to get on with things, mm. uh, as it is. I mean... I will not know myself, I have had ups and downs, even in this year, uh, to do with, like, family and stuff like that, and it's, it's been a rocky road, to be honest, trying to get things done or trying to have priorities. It's like the other day, I went to a job interview, and... Oh, well, yes, I've <laughs>
2: seen on Twitter.
1: That let me tell you though that job interview was hilarious because compared to my last one my last one it was just me sitting there in front of this woman and she was interviewing me mm-hmm. this one there was a group of us on a table and we were given like scenarios to uh, play out and one of the things we came up with I you know it sounds so bad but we um, we went for the we were told right the ship's sinking can only have about six people on the boat. So we decided we'd have the cook because the cook has a pistol and can also gather food. We decided that we'd get the labourer. But our joke, our little joke we came up with was if the labourer plays up when doing certain things and tries to take over the group, they won't because the cook will deal with them. Um. Yeah, there was. Who else did we have? Oh, there was. There was like. A, there was a few things we had to do, but it was it was just hilarious to sit in a group of other like young people and stuff and just be like, um. So what do you guys think? What do you guys think? And all of us in the room were like, well, even if we don't get like the job per se, it was fun and a, a great laugh <laughs> to like get to know a bunch of new people.
2: I mean that's the
1: most important thing that matters oh yeah um oh and there was one moment where me and this guy had to hold up a sheet for this uh, girl in, in the other group I switched into and this medium trying to hold this piece of paper and I almost accidentally punched him because we're trying to rock the paper back and forth. So there's me like don't punch this guy in the face. Don't punch this guy in the face. Just move your arm, please.
0: <laughs>
1: um
2: what do you what does this...
0: That much can be said. <laughs> um So I mean, I'm
1: talking a lot about myself. I feel selfish here. Yeah. Is there anything you in particular uh, we'd like to talk about.
2: Well, I'd like to say that for the first time in my long career—actually, almost a one-year career of voice acting—I finally did a decent
0: evil laugh.
1: Honestly, I was, I was, I was, I was blown away with that. I was like, damn. Because the thing is, I find when it comes to audio and stuff, is Mm -hmm. you don't want to downplay the evil laugh, but you don't want to overdo it as well. That's true. Um, Also, it's like I was messing around with the audio earlier. And I might, and this is a really big might, I might potentially re-record the master tune, uh, uh, record it and put it back into audio again because I feel like I may have rushed certain bits of it. So I want to at least try and make it decent quality to the effort of the uh, thing. But the thing is with that, I can always change bits and bobs when it comes around to it, mm-hmm. because I still don't have the doctor's lines. At some point, I've got to see if I can get a group of people to yell in a corridor or some echoey place. You um, can
2: always just... Um, just try to write sound effects with people like yelling and echoing
1: that's what i yeah. usually do. thing is i was originally because of all the free sound and stuff i use i was originally just gonna get it off free sound and i went on there but of all the weird and wacky things people put on there for some reason there's just no army yelling noises <laughs> and i was sitting on there the other day going through it like what now,
2: the worst part is when you're looking for a room ambience and then you mm. see an ad and you're thinking oh crap it's copyrighted
1: mm. um
2: but then you but then at the end you can always find some new ones. i for example um I'm still working on Master Series 2, because Bane of the Time was, was released well, at the same time as our first Unbound story. And um, I think I did a pretty decent job in the acting, and from what I know, the episode was creepy, so...
1: Stuff. By any chance, do you ever do what me and a lot of the other people do? Do you ever make your own sound effects?
2: i planned once but um yeah it didn't go as well planned so
1: well here's a little story recently I, I i recommend you go and listen to this um i was what i was listening to a tt production and before it was released i was on abby uh, of truck uh slash abby louise's uh, I who, I live And she mentioned that, you know, the Varga plants?
0: Yes. She made noise out of a bottle of, like, hand cream or something. I listened to the episode, and she's right. If you listen carefully enough, you can hear it. And
1: she, uh, another thing she brought up at one point is how uh, I think she said she used some railings or something in a lot of their productions. You know when they do, like, sword fights? Uh-huh. Um, I just thought, wow. Because <laughs> the thing is, myself, I'll admit, when I first started off doing a lot of these, I uh, I made a lot of... Uh, yeah, I remember summer- you
2: once mentioned you used a kettle for...
1: I used a summer. kettle? I used my dad's keys at one point and I, right, there's two other things I used. I used a sink, and Mm. I I actually recorded myself. So if you ever go back and listen to the very first Saving Private Taylor, and you hear like a squishy noise of like someone running through the mud, that was from my days when I used to run across this field by me, and every time in the winter, when it gets soggy and wet, I used to just, I don't know why, I used to have this thing where I just run across it and I recorded it one time and ever since then I just ended up keeping it in the audio. So if you listen close enough, you can tell that that's got that noise in there and my dad's keys.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I um, had the opportunity to die in in Saving Private Taylor, which is by far one of the best performances, according to you, that I ever
1: did. Honestly, it really is, because the thing is, if you listen to that episode, everyone else in there just goes, oh, sorry, Sergeant, or sorry, no. And then there's just you, oh, Taylor,
0: no, oh.
1: And you
2: really played lot, on it. Basic, my inspiration, to be honest, when I, well, when I was play, when I was playing the, um, I don't remember the character's name. Sorry, it
1: was, I, it was in a different. Place. I think it was Sergeant Thomas.
2: Yeah, probably,
1: possibly. Possibly, I, yeah. I'll have to go back myself.
2: I um. To prepare slightly for the role, cause I've never played a mili- like a military person, I decided to just watch Blackadder Goes Forth, and I just based all my based everything on Rowan Atkinson's Blackadder. So basically, I had I had a lot of fun when I did that.
1: I, I, I still there's one thing I still find the most fun though out of that whole story and that's the fact that i made it seem like every time you came into a scene it was darth he's <laughs> <laughs> just like you're like oh come on listen to what i've gotta say do, 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 do.
2: when i i've okay let me gather my thoughts uh when you asked me to play the master um for this for at the beginning i was slightly unprepared so some of my performance was underwhelming Mm. but this time i tried to prepare myself because as you mentioned this is sort of a crispy like master so i thought Let's listen to the original Crispy Master. And I was listening before I started. I was listening to the big finish audio I Am the Master starring Jeffrey Beavers. So, um, I it, it was 42 minutes of Jeffrey Beavers just narrating us, narrating as the master a story that the master had his own little adventure. So, a lot of like, I tried to be the camp
1: jeffrey beaver's master is yeah and as i said I, I think you've captured it perfectly and the thing is as well though i i do recommend though at some point um going through some little bits of all different of the master episodes because you'll definitely see what i meant before where even though i kept trying to recast the master where i was struggling to get casting there was one or two of them that really you can tell that they're they're totally different to who the the original one was. So I always like to keep that flowing with each character.
2: When when I was doing the the Master for you for this episode, I tried to incorporate a little bit of my Master as well into the narrative, and I think you can hear it slightly. And then I um, I did try to add in a little bit of Delgado, and the outrage was Alex McQueen, mostly. So um.
1: Talking of stuff. Talking of stuff. I know the episode isn't released yet, but I honestly want your opinion. Was your death scene worth it or not worth it?
2: Well, if this was my last scene, then I'll say no. But <laughs> If I'm coming back, then yeah.
1: I mean, as I said, I I definitely want to bring you back, though, at some point, because I was supposed to have had, for my female doctor and master, but but everything messed up because uh, I started using Discord, and a lot of the people I originally used, things just got a bit complicated, and I can't use some of them anymore. But I am intending to see as many people as possible that I can bring in. It's like I've been meant, uh, you most probably noticed a lot as well on social media. I've been mentioning a lot about just having people with like little one off stars to turn up in episodes. So hopefully I can get that going. Um, talking of stuff, there's a character currently that I haven't written yet, right? There is, they're, they're, well I have written them but I haven't like done what I've done with these characters at the moment and to elaborate see Jess and James originally both characters were I, I there's no way to be around the bush about it they were kind of pointless mm-hmm. and as I think you've most probably noticed with the flow of these scripts recently I've tried so hard try and make everyone have a bit more purpose and my only worry with my next character I'm going to be writing as a new companion at the end of this series is I worry I'm going to go for for an Adric type of outing for them
0: Mm.
1: which is actually ironic because there's already a story (laughs) with them and the Cybermen and How about I mean, you
2: contact Matthew Waterhouse? Maybe they'll be interested in the character.
1: <laughs> yes! <laughs> could, you imagine, could you imagine messaging the person, not telling them what's gonna happen in the episode? They get all the way through that series they're like, this is literally just doing the same thing again to me, why?
2: I mean, I was aware that my master was going to die at some point because you told mm. me about that and it was a few months before my grandma's passing, so...
0: Oh, damn. Oh, I feel I mean, guilty. Hey, Oh,
2: don't work don't be oh uh, i know sometimes when i mention when someone passes i may sound a little bit emotionless but that's just my voice
1: yeah um well it's like as i i, I as i mentioned before though back when i was in that saving private taylor i tell you that script drained me <laughs> like literally i sat there the first time i wrote that script and I said to myself, I said, you've got to, you've got to axe a bunch of people off. I got halfway through the script, and started getting. Oh, brilliant.
2: you could have targeted me. I'm great at killing off characters. Yeah,
1: you're great at it. But I, I sat there, right? I wasn't too bad at it at first. And then I sat there, and your character and the other two characters, I just got so attached to them. By the end of the script, I felt horrible. <laughs> I Thought to myself, I thought, why have you done this to yourself?
2: Oh, I don't know. Maybe I just was pissed with the with the actors, so it's just my payback for them. If I can't kill them in real life, I'll kill them <laughs> off and
1: on. Uh oh, um talking of things to discuss, we never got back to discussing about that one little series we were thinking of at one point, wasn't it? The last, last
0: Detective. Decade. Yeah.
2: Well, if you develop that script, because I'm kind of busy with writing Cyrus uh, Tales from the TARDIS because it is one of these Cyber War Universe anniversary ranges, yep. and it's basically, just to give a small explanation, this happens right after uh, Hourglass, and it mm-hmm. is before the Genesis code because it leads up to it.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely fine. I mean, I'm down to like edit and uh, fix it and stuff. The only thing is, I just hope Uh, I, you know, I might try not doing this time though. I might just, it might come down to me just making a lot of it sounds and not people because I remember how it went last time when we tried to get lines.
0: Mm.
1: That was dreadful. That was like, as I said, I I asked the person for the lines and then they were just, they sent half of it and then didn't properly send it through. Mm.
2: I mean, I'm, st- I'm busy also with creating Gallifrey Inauguration.
1: I think, I think it will definitely have to be a project that, uh, to put on hold for a while, because as I said, I'm doing this. I'm still struggling so much to do the whole torch with thing. But as, yep. as my plan is, I really just want to blow them up and then just like have that lead into being a story arc in the Doctor Who series.
2: Yeah, that's a good idea
1: because uh, thing is, I originally, as I said before, she at one point I originally wrote the whole series expecting, Oh, yeah, I'll keep going, I'll keep going, I'll keep going, and then eventually I realized the whole original group that keeps saying they're gonna send lines, in, they never do, and I was like, This is not something you can consistently rely on people for,
2: yeah. I've been The biggest like question mark in the whole Cyber War universe is the poet series, Hmm. because there was a lot of planning for it, a lot of hype. The character has appeared in in three audios. Wait, no, four audios already. They have their own series planned yet.
1: um, Yeah, wasn't I supposed to have been like? I don't want to say in charge, but wasn't I in uh, me and you were supposed to be uh, part of the planning process or something at one point?
2: Yeah, with with the uh, with the actress who played the poet, yeah. but she first expressed that um, she would like to take a break from Doctor Who, and that was almost a f- almost a few f- I don't know, a few months, mu- so, some months ago. And um, I've had no contact since, so I don't know what to do. And to be honest, yeah. this isn't really my character. I don't know if I'm allowed to regenerate them or not.
1: I mean, thing is, I find sometimes it's like with these characters, if you want to be able to even just write something in. Do you know what I mean? Not like write them in, but like write something saying, oh, yeah, they're off on this or they're off on doing that. But because, as you said, you haven't got contact with the person, it's it's difficult. It is. It's like that's why, for uh, instance, I'm still in contact with the person that does a lot of my sitar voices, but I I don't rely on them too much sometimes because I think to myself, I think they're in the same they're in the same boat as me. Uh, I can understand maybe they want to be. Spending more time on this or more time on that, mm. and honestly, it's just it's just one of those things. I,
2: don't know. I mean, I'm also I'm currently in the, the I'm also currently in the planning with um, uh, with uh with Josh, one of our actors, uh, the Unbound War Doctor series, which for which the idea we had before Big Finish announced their Doctor of War. Yeah, we have the script ready now. All we need is a little bit more of a little bit more of how to make it sound in English. Sorry. Um. Now we need to find actors because we have some. Yeah. And I think that's good. So. but just to um, get it, all of them in contact, and it's—I know people say do casting on Twitter, but it's difficult, at least for me, to do it on Twitter. So, well,
1: it's like I tried to do it, but the thing I find is my tweet becomes really popular. People will get in contact and go, "Oh, that's awesome!" and "That's awesome!" and I've even had it on TikTok recently, and people go, "Wow, that's amazing!" I'll go to message them, and I just dead flat, <laughs> no message back. Or they'll message me in weeks and weeks later, and I'll be like, um, "It's kind of awkward now." Mm. Um. But yeah, I mean, honestly, trying to. Or, oh. hey, wait a minute. This is this is a podcast. Hey, you guys out there, the ones that we we obviously can see. <laughs> we need you. Remember, we need you. <laughs>
2: I mean, Doctor Who Unbound was a really great idea and I'm happy mm-hmm. that uh, one of the producers who is kind of partnering up with me for um, making the Unbound stories uh, has brought in a lot of really good ideas and um, I'm slowly getting ready to finish the first episode of the Mistress series, so I think it should be fun. Uh- it's great. <laughs> It basically starts off with death. The culmination is more death. And in the end, it's uh, basically genocide.
1: Wow, well, what a great... What a great meal there. Yes. Yes.
2: I mean, I, I always laugh that my master is always the most successful one of the group.
1: Oh, Um... <laughs> Yeah, but that's that's the great comedy, really, when it comes to masters and that. You think, wow, this is all the same person, and yet only some of them can succeed.
0: I know. Uh,
2: uh, I mean, my master, the thing with my master is that he, he has a plan for almost everything. He's, he's like this kind of seven dark seven doctor master version as some people said because mm. basically he ba- barely yells at anyone he barely gets angry he always has this calm kind of camp voice
1: that's that's the thing though i like about your master like the whole collectiveness when it comes to problems like everyone is like you'll have a scene where you you're you're against someone that's really really like angry and annoyed at you but your your character is always just like so oh
0: okay yes yes i mean the i, I, see the see best what's going on.
2: I mean the best examples would be um, mr butcher yes and, uh, agent Maleverus from the third episode of gallifrey cyber wars except in there my master is to be honest, that is the like the very beginning of his timeline. So he still has this kind of sort of crazy left after his um, previous incarnation. Yeah, but you can still see my later version of the master where he's where he's he doesn't get angry at forest when he kind of threatens him with spoilers ahead, children. <laughs> um, you didn't
1: hear it from us. That's that's all you need to know. <laughs>
2: Yeah, is when he tells them that the neural phosphates in the cave are going to kill him, and he just goes, oh, "Are you gonna really just tell us your plans? Come on!" Uh. But the best part, but the best part, what I liked about that episode was, especially was that um, I get to play like I can display like the darker version of my master because I don't, I hope you remember from that episode that um. Uh, my master basically just mentally freezes him and he and when Melavorus before the freeze, he just um, just goes against the master telling him if you make a sh you're still stuck in here with me and I just go, Oh no, Malaforus. You're not stuck here with me. I'm not well, shit. <laughs> Is it, how did it go? Oh no Forest. Oh, we're not trapped in here with you. You're trapped in here with me.
1: Yeah, and I just I just love that little turn of the table. It's Like They're like, wait, what?
2: And then my master... It just shows that my master, no matter what villain he faces, he's just gonna... Yeah, no. I'm the king here. Um, I mean, my, I'd say this. He kills Malivers, but um, yeah. the poet... The power he spares, which just shows that he has a little bit of respect
1: for her. Talking of uh, stuff, I have a good feeling about the Dalek voice now. I think it. Hopefully, hopefully, I'll do it justice. But uh, said, I like
2: Daleks is difficult. Playing the Cybermen is easy because don't give a lot of emotion.
1: Yeah. Also, um, ages ago, uh, there's one monster I don't think I'll have too much of a problem with, which has recently reappeared on TV, which is the Sea Devils. I don't think I'll have too much of a problem with them because I accidentally stumbled across their voice ages ago when I was messing around with the whole um, voice changes. And uh, I think, hopefully... Hopefully I, I, I'm right in the voice changes I think it is, so those shouldn't be too bad. But the only but thing no, is now, I have to change slight plot points because of the show.
2: <laughs> I mean, the Sea Devils were always a favourite of mine from the John Pertwee era, so... I'd, it's. I was. I, I'm happy they're back. I haven't sadly seen the episode, but um, people are worried about TV views. But then people have to realize that most of the people watch oh. Doctor Who on um, on like CI player and everything. So
0: can I can I make I one? I suggest- think BBC
2: should be worried because um,
0: yeah, Doctor Who is suggest-
2: widespread. It has more fans than. I don't know, Star Trek or something.
1: It's, if you, this is not
2: official, I'm just guessing.
1: Yeah. Simon, mm-hmm. from what I've seen, I want to make one suggestion to you. If you ever write for the sea devils, don't give them swords, please. Yeah. Please just no, no, go I, back to the classic, yeah. Um, you know, know the gun. I did
0: go back
2: to the classic because I do have a story for for the dark doctor, it's called Homo Reptilia. Yeah. It, um, and I'll have to say this. That um, I did go back to the scene where the sea devil uh, comes out of the, um,
0: uh, the um, Of the
1: sea. Yeah, and um,
2: I did, just took the perfect moment when there was the little scene where the there was the shot. And yeah. I just quickly sampled it and I have it.
1: Fair play. The, the see, worst that's part the, is
2: getting the Silurian the Silurian the one with where they do with the magic energy thing from their eye. That's the worst sound effect to find in my
1: opinion. See the thing is as well, is like I think that the one thing that ruined them for me recently in the episode I saw was the fact that they never went back to that iconic scene of them coming out of the water. I, I, I think that's just... I don't know. It may just be me personally.
2: Maybe because of their mask, because the mask was, to be honest, kind of electronic, so you know, you don't want your True. actors to be electrocuted.
0: But then again, couldn't you just make two
1: masks, though? You could make the robotic one, and you could make one that's not exactly like the full mask.
2: Maybe they were on a budget.
1: It's true i mean this is the bbc we're talking about <laughs> yeah i mean it's
2: i'm strange. happy ace is back a lot of people who are not oh, big, yeah. a lot of people who are not big Finnish fans don't know that um ace uh still has adventures because those who don't listen to big finish think that well, I... hasn't been back
0: I haven't listened
1: to all of them, but I want to ask you a a question uh, to see how much you've seen, um, because someone else was asking it recently. When about does Ace actually go back to Earth? Is it ever explored in in the big
0: finishes?
2: It is. She goes back in the beginning of the time, or in Gallif- Gallifrey Time, or Volume 1, because Irving Braxitel, the Doctor's brother, who I also have the honor and pleasure of playing for the, um, what I call the Librarian Universe, but I don't yeah. really know what the universe is called that well. It kind of works for them. But... Um, yeah, she is say, Braxita wipes her memory of the Time War and basically sends her back to Earth. It when before the Earth gets time locked away from the Time Wars. Uh, I believe that there that later on she has adventures with the Seventh Doctor since Ace was sent to Gallifrey to become a Time Lord.
0: I mean,
2: yeah so i believe that there are many adventures i th- my favorite kind my favorite seventh doctor adventure that i've listened to with ace and the seventh doctor which was recent which i l- purchased recently was um mm-hmm. uh, dark universe where we get a much older ace which is basically the ace we see in the tv show mm-hmm. and um, yeah i think it's I think it's one of the best. It just shows that how how Ace is doing after the um everything with the um after the Seventh Doctor sort of left her, and now that the Doctor is back in her life, she kind of um doesn't trust him that much. And I hope that they will ad- Chipna will at least address it because she has a lot of bad blood with the Doctor when she gets a little bit older. So
1: talking of that, I uh, I really hope they address the uh, how Tegan will react as well because I mean, Tegan was quite upset last time we saw her mm-hmm. with the Doctor because what was it again? Um, her last to, to, lines...
2: To, yeah, the one with the Daleks.
1: Yeah, her last lines in Resurrection of the Daleks was, it's just not fun anymore. I I can't do this.
0: I,
2: I've also. I think that um, that will be great to see them to the two of them again. I would also like to see Joe Grant come back. Please, I think we please, should get,
1: Bring, bring Joe. Bring the legend, please.
2: I think that RTD will do a good job in bring Joe back, as he did for the Sarah Jane Adventures. So you know.
1: Yeah, I mean right. Let's call him up right now. Hey, Ross? Yeah, so we were just we just wanna make sure, right? But if yeah, but Chips doesn't do justice, please bring Joe back in the best way
0: possible.
2: <laughs> well I hope he sticks to what happened to her in Big Finish, cause Joe is not in a good place right now.
0: Oh oh
1: yes. Oh, and I know what you mean.
2: And that's thanks to <coughs> Mr. Warmaster Derek Jacoby.
1: <laughs> I, I do love, though, I love when you put that on um, TikTok. I love the the manipulation. like I, yo, I, I,
2: mean, I mean, I haven't been in Closet Cosplay for a while, so, you know, it was fun to be back.
1: Oh,
0: yeah.
2: I, mean, I haven't been on TikTok for, for a while. I I still go and scroll through things from time to time. I hmm. did have something planned for TikTok Galaday, but I just didn't feel like it. See, I may the, be back one day. but See.
1: The Thing is, I used to be like when when TikTok Galaday very first came out, I was overjoyous and I was really really down with it. But I, I don't think
0: know.
2: Galaday has basically lost its.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean it's still great for TikTok Hoogans, but it's, I don't yeah. think anyone else is invested in it as it was. See, the that's
1: thing. the problem I find with it as well the most is some bits of it are, some bits of it are really good but other bits it's like having uh, a tradition that your family does every year. Meanwhile, whilst he's gone, let's bring up to my news. Today on the news, David Attenborough has a new toothbrush. We don't know why, we don't know who gave it to him. Exactly, who was it by Doctor Who? <laughs> no, but please, BBC wants a David Attenborough toothbrush. And next on the show, we have. <laughs>
2: Uh, so, hello again. Um, apologies. I hope you can edit this out later on. Um, yeah. I'll be back in 15 minutes because I have to go somewhere really quickly.
1: That's all so right. Just, I will. Just give me 15 minutes. I'll be right back. I will waffle my way for a while. It's fine.
2: Okie dokie.
1: So, now that Simon's gone, I guess it's time to really talk to our viewers out there. Yes, you people. You amazing, beautiful, wonderful people. How's it going? Hope you're having a good day. Hope you're enjoying your summer as it comes in from the east and enters from the west. Your back doors are open. My my front doors are open. Obviously, one of them needs to be shut. No. That's <laughs> just that's it. But this is, a, this is a great time to commit yourself to something brand new and exciting and amazing. You never know what opportunities may come your way. Things can be incredible, fantastic, wonderful. You could be into the Daleks or the Cybermen or the Sea Devils for that instance. Everyone has their own favourite. And most of all, we're all, at the end of the day, who So, what else can I talk to you guys about? Scripts. What's the beauty of scripts? Dialogue. Sometimes, there's a lot of exposition. Shibbers, you know I'm talking to you out there, mate. You put a lot of exposition into your scripts. You tell people everything that's going on around them when they can quite clearly see it. Sometimes, sometimes, maybe not your fault, or the editing crew's fault. I feel like sometimes you edit some bits out too much and leave us with spaces where there should have been explanations. There is so much that is unexplained in some of these series recently.
0: So much.
1: Currently really just vibing along, you know. The tunes out there. It's Saturday, it's five eleven, and this is Fires of the Living Light. So are you at home? Alone? Is there a Dalek following you? Extra night. Just know you're not alone out there. No sorry, you are not alone. Buy a police books today? At Target Services.
0: Welcome, 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 welcome. How's it going today?
1: Make the most of every day. There's dialect since so way way, way. Mmm. Mmm mmm. 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 Welcome, 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 welcome welcome. Hope it's going well. Hope it's going
0: well today.
1: As soon as we're on here, I guess it it would only be fair to share a little bit of Dalek knowledge with you guys. So let's show you what we've got. We are the Culcarers. We are the
0: Culcarers. Daleks are the masters of earth. Daleks are
1: the masters of earth. Oh, I know what we should do. All simons must be exterminated. Simons will be taken to detention area. Detention area will hold prisoner for a maximum of 50 m- minus years. All Simons must be exterminated. Simon will be taken to detention area. Detention area will hold
0: prisoner for a maximum of 50 minus Yes. Not not But he's not that yet, is he? Right.
1: Simon, you are an enemy of the Daleks. You will be exterminated exterminated
0: Simon you are an enemy of the Daleks you will be exterminated exterminated Right. Don't
1: tell him what plan is it comes in. All my friends of them.
0: And I'm back. Simon, you are an enemy of the Daleks. You will be exterminated. I'll
2: get, exterminated. Go tell, go tell that to your plush little toy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was sitting here trying to think of things to say into it earlier. And I was like, what can I say when, what can I get it to say when Simon comes back?
2: Simon turns into the master. Go tell that to your plush toy.
0: <laughs> you will not then, speak to me at that way.
2: <laughs> no, but I can rickroll you on spoons. Because uh. mm. your friend can play the spoons.
0: Damn. Thank you. So, we were we? Uh, I think where well were
1: <laughs>
2: uh, we? So, are you excited about Gallifrey War Room?
1: Yes. I am always excited.
2: I mean, I thought that Gallifrey Time War 4 was the final installment of, Gal- of the Gallifrey series, but they
1: just surprised us. Let's be honest, at this point I I think it's going to be like what they said about the war. It's never going to end.
2: I mean, as long as Louis Jameson is alive and Lala Ward and Sean Carson,
1: yeah.
0: Mm. Oh.
1: So many directions to take.
0: By the way,
2: have you listened to Doctor of War Genesis?
1: Is that the no I have not I've been meaning to hmm. but I right. the thing is right recently I was listening to a bunch of audios and I don't know what's happened but at one point I, it, the only thing I can think is because I've been thinking so much about college work and stuff since I've come back to college because all, all of my time off I literally just sat there and started listening constantly to audios. I've now gotten to Dark Eyes.
2: Dark Eyes are too expensive for me.
1: Would you like a little tip? Yes. You see this app we're on right now? Mm-hmm. You see if you go to the search bar and put in Who? Question mark. Mm-hmm. You can find a bunch of audios. I'll send I'll send you a a, a, a screenshot later to show you what I mean.
2: Okie dokie.
1: But yeah, that's how I've been listening to like tons and tons of audios.
2: Hmm. Also, do you think that if they're ever going to bring Omega back, should he be
1: voiced
2: by Ian McKellen?
1: I definitely think he should be voiced by Ian McKellen,
2: because the original actor who played him he sadly passed. So
0: yeah,
1: a
2: few years ago to be he passed a few years ago, and I think his last recorded appearance as Omega was in, I it was in Galfrey Intervention Earth.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, hmm.
1: Thing is, there's always when it comes to some of these characters, there's always tons of people you could voice them, of course. Talking of stuff, I really bugging me now, but I really want although I've been writing her in and other people have been writing her in, I still want them to just put the Rodney back on screen.
2: Are we, yeah, I agree
1: because there's no evidence as such yet like i mean it's been brought up in a conversation at one point but this is the Ronnie we're talking about yeah i, mean, I understand
2: i mean RTD I mean, joked that he u- that he would use the Ronnie, and we, and stephen moffat just said that he wouldn't use the Ronnie. so mm. you know we'll see
1: because what i mean is i was listening uh, recently uh, scrolling through uh, TikTok and I, I realised that in is it R- River Song Diaries they uh, bring up the mention that um the Rani's supposedly dead and then the Missy's like oh yeah they've made that mistake before and then realises who they're talking about like are you serious? <laughs> yeah. You know. But, I mean, it's it's one of those things. I mean, the Monk's are around <laughs> out there somewhere, so
0: it's,
2: it's not impossible. I mean, I've, yeah. I mean, The Ronnie actually plays a huge part in Alex's second series, which is basically him going dark McCoy style, except it's what if Colin Baker was way more darker than he was as the Doctor. Talking
1: of, talking about, like, it's like, um, the reason I've had to, I, there was another reason I uh, rewrote uh, the series that I'm currently doing for the Doctor Who series, because I felt when, when me and a certain individual that you know about stopped talking, not having him around to play one of the doctors, kind of unbalanced everything, if you know what I mean. I do. So it like I mean this big build up that's happening eventually is a experiment called Experiment X, and the whole point of Experiment X is that the master and the Rani have manipulated the female doctor and all these other doctors to come to this like desolate, broken down planet, mm-hmm. uh, and the female doctor's starting to feel this. Like sickness, but she doesn't know why. Like she got given a let, she got sent a letter through space, a little bit like uh, the whole cube that Matt Smith gets given. Yeah. Um, and she chooses to at first ignore it, but at the end of this series twelve that I'm writing at the moment, she eventually goes. Actually, no, I've got to, I've now at this point, no, I've really seriously got to go investigate this thing. is something's wrong. And then as soon as she gets there, she starts to feel drained, she passes out, she wakes up and she finds her other two incarnations, me mm-hmm. and Craig, um, drained, and eventually uh, the whole so, it's idea... Some,
2: it's kind of something that sort of happens to me, because um, Alex's doctor, when he regenerates, because. Um... I yeah. also play the Cyber War Doctor. My master and my doctor meet only one, only two times throughout the whole mm-hmm. Cyber War. And it's mostly at the beginning and at the end of the Cyber War, which is also one of the subsequent causes why my master regenerates into a battle scarred master who is going to appear in my series quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes later on somewhere today or tomorrow you should hear a trailer for the uh, cyber war doctor series
1: right well to explain all different three of my doctors there's craig who starts off as a confused and then slowly becomes a reckless doctor Mm -hmm. towards the end there's me who becomes so torn because of losing everyone, like all my companions and stuff, and really starts to become enraged that at the end of my run, I stop worrying about the buts or ands of genocide. So I end up getting into conflicts and rather than end it peacefully, I just all out. Um, But then... My female doctor is more of trying to guide me back towards the light of the whole how wonderful the universe is. And, yeah, it's tough. But I've got to kind of – even there's a little uh, short uh, double doctor story that I wrote for her at one point uh, with the one of, one of the people to play her. And it's a little bit of just uh, the younger version of my doctor just saying to her, yes, it's tough, but you've got to understand. Oh, no, no, it's not a younger version. It's an older version. It's after I kind of get to the end of my regeneration, and I'm like, I kind of have to accept now that all of those things happen for a reason. And there's nothing I could have done to change it. You know what I mean?
2: Yes, I do. Yes. Yes i have also like to... Also, mm-hmm. out of curiosity, mm-hmm. what were your thoughts on Master Dane of the Time Lords, the renegade Human?
1: I think you asked me this before, and um, that well, still sticks. Absolutely
0: incredible.
2: Would you say that... I'm- that it's a good opening for Master Series 2?
1: Yes, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. It
0: is worth it.
2: Also, there's something um, that, again, out of my own curiosity and because I am basically... I am so insecure about no about my acting that I just need to know, was there anything wrong with my performance for The Master for this episode?
1: Hmm. Anything wrong? Yeah. I mean, not really that I can pick fault to. I wouldn't say there was anything wrong with it. Was there anything because underwhelming? Underwhelming?
0: mm-hmm
1: i'd say maybe there might have been one or two scenes but i can't really put my finger on anything specific
2: but- now there's this i remember where there was one scene where you where you said that i where the master says that you get bit in the arse and i'm just thinking I'm too nice to say that on audio. I'll just say but, <laughs> and um, yeah, I did. A, I sort of did a little bit of quirky improvising when I was doing the lines and
1: um, talking of um, being nice. Um, I don't know whether you've listened to the last story yet. Oh, uh,
0: sorry,
2: sorry, I'm still getting through to it.
1: No, no that's, that's, that's absolutely fine, but one thing you'll notice is I wrote in a line for Trinity and the thing I've loved with Trinity working alongside with this whole uh, story and her mm-hmm. uh, really giving me decent feedback on how she wants to Jess portrayed or how she thinks Jess would react to the Doctor. There's this one scene where the doctor says, oh, they're old friends of mine. And she goes, they're old friends of yours. And he goes, yeah, but I suggest you put your hands up because they've all got guns. She said, wait a minute, you never said anything about guns. You're walking out there already. And then like literally, like slightly under her breath, she goes, oh, shit. Yeah.
2: No, but there's, I'd like to notice also one thing in Doctor Who, especially in audios. Mm. From all the Doctors that I've listened to, yeah, only two have never got guns pointed right at their face when they landed on Gallifrey. Only two.
1: Which two are those?
2: The Seventh Doctor, and sometimes potentially the War Doctor.
1: Let's be honest, though, right? The reason that might be is those two are just absolute bad badasses.
2: And because... When You you can always differentiate when Sylvester McCoy's Doctor is darker in stories, and it's when he's wearing his dark brown coat. Mm. That's when you know that, excuse my strident language, shit is going to go down.
0: <laughs> it's fine.
1: Uh, but yeah, you're right with that. I mean, you just know... You're just knowing those scenes, you're like. Mm.
2: And then when you get to um his TV movie outfit, where the coat is both dark brown yet beige as well, you know that <sighs> he's found a um, he's found Simon. a medium between all
1: of them. Simon, you just reminded me of something recently. <laughs> mm-hmm. Have you seen the meme that someone made of Ace and Seagun? I uh, no. Right, I'll tell you, you know what they did? They got the TV movie, and they put above the meme, what are they shooting at?
0: And they got Sylvester shot for him when he walks out of the box.
2: Emotional trauma induced by a crazy psycho who looks like <laughs> a very friendly man. Shoot him.
1: Oh... I still think, though, I still think it's just slightly mad that of all of the times that the Doctors landed on Earth and all of the different ways and all of the different messes we have, we still just have that one beautiful moment where Sylvester stands out of the box and literally it's like someone went to them, hey, wouldn't it be fun to shoot at a police box and have a guy walk out or something like that? But like, it just sounds like saying where the directors were having a bit of a giggle one day and they didn't expect it to be that big of a thing. And then every other movie and just like, wait, what just happened?
2: Also, yes, would like I could give you and your listeners a little kind of snippet of what you're going to hear from my doctor.
1: I mean, this is all under the wraps, so, I mean, sure. Simon, you've got, you've got the floor.
2: Throughout my life, I fought in many battles. I battled power-hungry maniacs, overthrew dictators, foiled meddling monks and crazy scientists alike. I then fought in a war. A time war. And after that, I believed it to be the last major conflict I'd ever have to fight. But times change, and I'm fighting again. This time against the Cybermen. (sighs) Time is fleeting away from me. I had to resort to the help of those I thought beneath me morally. But I tend to surprise myself. I am both here to kill and to help. You either take it or you die. The choice is yours.
0: Whoa, that just got
1: incredibly dark at the end of that.
2: But in the very end, I am the doctor. And I will save you, or I'll kill you all.
1: <laughs> Dale.
2: This is the doctor that means business.
1: Yes. Absolutely. <laughs>
2: I mean, because basically I do come after a darker incarnation, so it'd be good to keep some of the darkness with you. I am mean, basically, what I thought, how to make him sound nice, yet also very aggressively nice. And I'm just thinking, let's make him give you a choice. You want to die or you want to live?
1: Um, Talking of dying... I think Trinity may have jinxed herself earlier. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So obviously she's thrilled with the fact that her and James get together. So I jokingly messaged her earlier and said, could you imagine if you ended up being the prime minister in one of your returns? So she said, oh, that'd be cool. I'd be like Harriet Jones. So oh, I
0: thought- no. <laughs> oh, man. You see where I'm
1: going with this? That wasn't myself at the moment. Wow. Yes. Oh no, I mean wow Trinity, you've really given me the motive and the means mm. for your return. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Trinity down the line. Oh, I love being Prime Minister. Five episodes later. Wait, what? Oh, mm. uh.
0: uh-huh.
2: I don't know if you've listened to it, but have you listened to the Marvox
1: experiment the short trip story with alex um yes, is that that one where um you turn up and uh the Oh. now that's tardis file
2: seven one one seven and eight i believe hmm. no
0: it's
2: one one eight four seven Jesus sorry. <laughs> It's, it's the fine. it's the newest one where Alex has his own bookmark
1: and. Um, I I might have to re-listen to that one.
2: Yeah, it's at the very top of our page, so you won't have to search far.
0: And
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure I can make it as such. Yeah. <laughs> just messages you one day. Hey, uh, Simon. You know how you said it'd be easy? Wow, it's so
2: far to go. Yeah. I mean, I'm sort of laughing because even though the other audio universes might have done this, but I think Alex's Doctor will be the first Doctor to regenerate on Gallifrey.
0: Mm.
2: I think other universes might have... That He might be the first. Because he doesn't... In his last ever episode that he's going to appear in, he... Well, he's there's everyone's left with a cliffhanger mm. about if he's going to die or not, oh. and then by the opening of my series, which literally predates his final series, he regenerates because he gets a
1: 12-minute pre-credit scene. Talking of um, people, have it, when when I sent you the scripts earlier? Or, I mean, no, not earlier. I mean, when I did send you the script...
0: How much of it?
1: Oh yeah! How much of it did you read? Did you read all the way down to see what uh, the the other character happens to the other characters towards the end? Well,
2: I always read what happens to the characters at the beginning, just so So, I know how to react to things in the script.
1: Right. So, do you know that the two companions think and Kate think that the Doctor is gone, like Mm -hmm. a goner? Yeah. The reason i done that, because I thought to myself whilst writing it, I thought, right, I could keep it going on. I could have this whole moment of sympathy. Oh, they got out. Wow. But I thought, you know what? The doctor has caused all of these people a bit of uh, stress at this point. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if, if the doctor leaves now and then reappears down the line, But it's a total different personality so it can kind of play a little bit around with the mold and start Mm -hmm. off a bit like, oh, where were you? You never told us you were alive or something.
0: Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, Also.
2: Yes. Again, me saying also. I just realized that I'm sidetracking here. I use also a lot in many of my sentences.
0: Indeed you do.
2: I mean, I try to be humble. I try to be nice, but I'm, I'm, it's just the curse of being a Leo is that we love attention.
1: You love it. You so crave
2: for a, it. So if I sound a little bit pretentious or, um, or you know, kind of, um, kind of self-centered, I apologize for that. I'm not blaming it on my Zodiac. Hell no. I just... I just blame it on my character. I try to work on it, but it doesn't always work out.
1: Right. That's fine, I mean, I as I said, I sit here sometimes, when I'm having talks with you, and uh, whoever else is on sometimes, and I'm sitting here trying not to make everything about me. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I'm like, uh...
2: <laughs> also, but... also, I apologize for the recent events, what happened with Galadon and everything.
1: That is absolutely fine. Um, I mean,
2: we're still going to use Galadon, but I hope you don't mind. because in Galifer Inauguration*, starring Paul I and, mean... and uh, Alan Stewart and Elliot Tory. Yeah, uh, we, we. I just thought that it may be better if we kind of did a previous incarnation of uh, Galadon, so we just slowly get on to get to you.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, but also as well, I mean, in a sense, I kind of felt a bit um, humble, well, not humbled. I felt a bit of a breath of fresh air, if you know what I mean, for a while, just to say, like, oh, right, okay, at least I'm taking off the mantle, well, not the mantle, but you know what I mean, um, of that character and um, being able to explore. As I said, I've been, in the meantime, been doing other projects as well. And uh, hopefully, some of those should be coming out sometime soon. But uh, who knows, as Tom Baker says. Who knows?
2: I mean, if you go to my through my big finish, what you're going to find is a lot of Tom Baker, a lot of Sylvester McCoy, a lot of Gallifrey, a lot of Derek Jacoby, and a little bit of Tim Troller as... Um, third doctor i may have butchered his last name so apologies for that
0: uh
1: a lot of the things i listen to are out of time the, the was it shadow of the daleks at one point i think it might have been that um hmm. and, at one point, I just could not stop listening to some Colin Baker. That was that was my jam. I was like, and yes. Colin
2: Baker, again, this year, from what I am aware, has won the number one Audio Doctor
1: fan poll. So. I mean, it's just his way of interacting and stuff with uh, characters in the audios. Um, I also, as, as you already know, been listening to a lot of Eighth doctor Mm -hmm. um what else have i been listening to i was at one point listening to quite a bit of war doctor but i've slightly skimmed off of that since trying to get a better rough idea from the ape doctor going towards that but i mean yeah it's all over the place
2: also just to make a clear just to make a small clarification cuz a lot of audio productions have trouble with gaining like people uh, like gaining more popularity so yeah. they always get like for example Connor Chadwick Alia Torres to all um to like boost it up yeah. now why I asked Alia to um play the um president it wasn't because I um I want to grab more attention. No, it's because I thought that she would fit perfectly into the role of well, of, of Lady President Alvia Coralla. So,
0: what it's
1: like for instance, it's like. Uh, I don't know if I ever mentioned it before, but I had Alia at one point to play my Missy, yes. And this was back in, I mean, I, I fully now kind of slightly apologize to her for the lack in the scripts because at the time I was not as invested as I am now, I, I didn't understand uh, enough, I would say, for certain scripts, yes, some of them as even she mentioned at one point, were pretty, pretty good. But uh, others, I, as, as I can say personally myself, even reading back on some of them, I think, whew, damn. Um, but I still am grateful to this day that she took the time to even consider doing any of them. And as you said, it's not it's not really about like trying to grab more attention. It's just about they, they fit the role.
0: In general? Yes. Uh, I mean, every,
2: everyone has them. Hmm. Everyone has the specific voice in their head that they want, for example. Even though this will be ever impossible, but every time I read my master's lines, I don't, in my head, somehow... It's not my voice
1: reading it, it's
0: Derek Jacob
1: yeah, it's, like, it's like, for instance, when I uh, write uh, my female doctor, I know I've got, um, oh, what's their name? Oh, that's bad, I should know my own voice actress's name.
2: you <laughs> oh, do. <dear. laughs>
1: this is so bad, they're going to hate me after this. <laughs> Right, but um who they are, they are so horrible. I feel so bad already. <laughs> but um
0: You're a terrible always,
2: man is you're a terrible man.
1: I know. But I kind of I, I see them a lot as a mixture of a bit of Whitaker of what I I wanted Whitaker to be at least. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And a lot of um A bit of Olivia Coleman sometimes, and uh, the one from... Especially some of the humour I've taken, Mm -hmm. not in the dirty sense, but from the more uh, light-hearted side of comedy, but still with a dark-ish tone from Fleabag Mm -hmm. and shows like that. And I always like to take little bits of pieces, For instance, a bit like what you were saying earlier, though, with uh, Derek. Every time I write, like, your master or any of the masters, I do kind of feel that I'm hearing the actors from, like, live action, reading the lines sometimes. Mm
0: So.
2: Okay. Newsflash. Yes? I just found out that Sasha Duan just got his own series as the master for uh, Big Finish Productions. Wait, what? Yes.
1: Yes! Finally!
2: Which, I'm happy for that, even though I'm not such a huge fan of his master, because to be honest, I'm not a fan of laughing out psychopaths. I've said that before. He He still plays a very good master, but not in the premises of my liking, but everyone has their own opinion every, and everyone likes what they to like. To
1: explain, though, the reason I like him, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a mixture of... He slightly reminds me of Sim, but also he kind of reminds me a lot of... McQueen? Uh, something like that. Well, it, it, it's, 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 it's this weird, broody darkness to his character like he can at some points stand there and have a conversation and be really humanized
0: mm-hmm. like
1: be down to earth about it and then other points it's like he's chucking it in your face but to he's like better way to put it is like you know when a parent tells their kid about taking yeah. responsibility
0: Yeah.
1: he's like that it's like when he tells you stuff and he chucks it in your face he's not chucking it in your face for like no reason he's mm-hmm. chucking it in your face to get you to realize wait a minute you thought you could just get away with it and do this and do that and, like, have no consequence to what's going on. But he's like, oh, well, you think that's funny, but, see, everyone else doesn't really see it that way. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Also, um, the one thing I feel sad about... -hmm. When it comes to the Master spinoff series, because the first Master to get their spinoff series was uh, Derek Jacobi.
1: Yeah.
2: Then, two years later, we get the great, funny, incomparable Michelle Gomez returning as Missy for her own series as well, after appearing in two separate series before for other characters. Then we get the redeemed. Eric Roberts's master, who yep. is also scheduled for a second series this year. Now we have Sasha Duan's master, but we don't have Jeffrey Beavers getting his own. <laughs> <laughs>
1: or oh. Alex
2: McQueen.
1: Alex and Jeffrey, there, there, guys, <laughs> there, Fun there.
2: funny thing is that when they that Scott Hancock, who is a fan of Jeffrey Beavers. Uh, he said that the first idea that he was discussing with the heads of Big Finish was um a master spin-off series starring Jeffrey Beavers and then it turned into the war master and I'm like thinking well you can still do it, you can yeah. still do it Jeffrey
1: I'm just thinking though Since as you mentioned Dewan does that mean now we'll have three children or more? or Derek just to keep mocking every time there's a multi-master okay, meet let's up. Be,
2: let's be honest, without disrespect to any of the actors, but Derek Jack was being master I have shines them all. Yes! Except but for I, this, they seem to have like a mutual respect for each other.
1: Yeah, it, the thing is, I can see now, though, I really can see... So if we ever have another like as i just mentioned another multi-master story i feel like the will be another one of those ones that thinks he's really smart and then there's just michelle and derek just mocking him yeah they're just
2: there's looking even... at him
1: and just go oh sonny boy oh, and then there's and then and then he, oh you know what i thought as well though i think it's gonna happen i think you're gonna end up with something along the lines of john trying to like that like Oh, I, I, I should put it this way, but he's gonna try and butt kiss bloody, uh, Derek and Michelle's uh, masters as if to say, oh yeah, yeah, but I'm not like this guy. See, he's the latest model, and they'll but you be know like
2: be like, this is why I imagine if they if because um, bas- basically, John Sim and Masterful killed the kissed chameleon a hell of a lot of time.
1: Wait, what?
2: <laughs> yeah, he kissed Chameleon after. He said, come here, you beautiful robot. Mwah! And I'm like, hmm. And now since Sasha Dewan is coming into Big Finish, I'm th- and if they're ever going to do another Masterful Series 2, yeah. I'm just thinking, yeah, I can see Duwan and Sim kissing.
0: Oh, oh, yes. Oh, I can I mean, see almost,
2: it. Ha- it almost happened with Missy, so you know. I mean... I, the, the most terrifying thing about Jacobi's Master is that I th- in my opinion, people may disagree with me on this, yeah. but out of all the actors who played the Master over the years, he is by far the best.
1: I just thought of something, though, about... You know what you were just saying about Dewan and Sim? You know, I can see happening, though, after Sim kisses Dewan. I guess I can see uh, Sim coming out with a line, you know how he moans in the Dr. Falls, mm. going, oh, is it all women? Yeah. I can see Sim's character be given a line such as, oh, well, I guess, I guess the future isn't all bad as I thought. No. <laughs> do you know what I mean?
2: Yes, I do. Sadly, I do.
0: Why oh. do I know? <laughs> Oh.
2: Oh, and Joe Morton is also getting her own series. Well. Wow. Well. Wow. I hope they get someone else than Howard Carter to create a theme for her Doctor, cause no offense to Howard, but the one he did for Doctor Who Unbound sounds awful lot similar to the Seventh Doctor New Adventures and um, the you know War Doctor theme.
1: See, that's why I think sometimes some of these people that make some of these tunes, they need to be sat down in a room sometimes and be told, right, these are all the tunes we have. Yeah? We want new. We, want, we just want something absolutely to blow us out of the water that we've never heard. I mean, Alex has uh, two new um, themes for his
2: doctor and um, I don't think you've ever heard of them before. After this podcast, I may send some of them to you, and then we'll later go on a private call, and you'll just tell me what you think. Yes. I have two themes for my doctor, because my doctor for a time is exiled to Earth. You're going to exile? Yes! Self-imposed!
1: Wait. Wait, hold up, you had a choice this time?
2: Yes!
1: And I hey, see- Free, are you hearing this? Free, are you hearing this? He had a choice!
2: I basically become Yoda, except I don't live on a swamp.
0: Hmm.
2: Now, it's funny how I have a lot of ideas for non-Doctor Who spin-off shows. The audios, you know, like the H.G. thing that Big Finish did. But yeah. the problem is, I have too many Doctor Who scripts.
1: You have too many? Yes. I, you know it's what? So Even many. though I've written over like 30 or 40 odd or 50,
0: yeah.
1: I still, for some reason, don't feel like I've done enough.
2: I can tell you this. I am a man who, over the span of one year, created 10 series for one character, yet I can't plan more series for other characters.
1: Talking of stuff, what is your rule, right? What I mean by that, when you come up with episodes and series, what is your rule for the amount, yeah? Because
2: my rule is
1: five or six episodes like stories.
2: Uh, could you rephrase that? Because I
1: right, right, know. right, 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 right. So I already told you, Evan, and you've seen from the audience, there's about seven seasons mm-hmm. in my Doctor Who series. Each season is compiled of either five or six episodes. Yeah. Across the span of those episodes, either there's one story happening each episode. Oh, you mean how?
2: One. You mean how many? How many episodes we have per series? Yeah. Uh, it's three and four. Uh, for the Cyber War Doctor series, it's a three episode series. The Meddlers in Time is a three episode series. Uh, the longest, we do have an exception where we have eight episodes for a series, and that is, is Alex's Doctor, but because he wanted it so, so it was given to him because he is basically in charge of the universe. I just create the ideas, get the people, do the sound editing, act it all out and do the most of the writing. So yeah, you know, I I have no I have no right. I have nothing to give. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> yeah, that's a joke of course cuz no, I, Alex yeah. is my best friend. I Well, I'm glad he takes care of the technical stuff. So.
1: To explain though why I came up with a role as five or six at one point. When I first done the episodes, I, for some reason, I have no clue. Yeah, this was bad. back in the really, really bad days of my writing. I decided to write 11 episodes. I did still fix them. Now, well, remember this. I got up to 11 to 13 episodes. And then I eventually realized after doing about four or five seasons, take into consideration these series Mm. are now eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah? Mm. I realized that that was just too many stories to
0: write.
2: Yeah. Now please remember this. Yes. I will always be happy to come back and play the master for you in whatever format it is. Yes. But... If this was my last time playing the master for you, I will gra- I will find you. I will find you. I'll tape you to a chair with your hands to be available to just type, and I will make you write a series.
1: You know what? You know, what I just thought of when you said that. I just thought of, you know, what we always said before about If there was panels or things going on, (laughs) me when we turn up to a panel, it has a spinny chair and you just spin the chair around slowly to face the audience and they're all like, "Why is he taped up?" And you like, "This
0: is what you get for never bringing me back."
2: I base, and then I just be basically doing this. Basically, oh. the camp man with the spoon. If I ever get the chance, I want to play spoons with Sylvester McCoy.
1: I do not blame you.
2: That man is a spoon genius.
1: Spoony genius.
0: Um.
2: I wonder. I wonder if they still do the you know like the two minute online thing where you meet up with a doctor.
1: Actors. I think I think they do. I'm not. Too, or, or, or I, I'm not too sure though, to be honest. Because
2: basically getting to somewhere with Comic Con where the Seventh Doctor is going to be, I'd have to travel out of the country, and mm-hmm. plane tickets are hella expensive.
1: Right, Jack. You've still got a spare vortex manipulator.
2: <laughs> oh hell no! I don't want to vomit on my way back in there. <laughs> uh
1: Nah, um, yeah, but you're right, though, with that. Yeah, but it's like, see, that's why it makes me laugh, right? Because fair enough, people go to cons and stuff. And that's the other thing that slightly annoys me sometimes on TikTok, because I think to myself, I think, I was lucky. I've only ever been to one Doctor Who event, and that was the Doctor Who Festival. Yeah. Mm. Back in... Oh, uh, what was it, 2018 or something? When Capaldi was around, mm-hmm. and that was that was that was amazing. But like at the same time, it's one of those things that it's it's, it's a one off. And as you said, like money and costs and everything comes into it. And people, when they share it on things, make it look so easy. But in reality, it's never it's never as black and blue as it seems.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I mean, I'm happy to play the Doctor because I've always had this thing of juggling whether I wanted to play the Doctor and the Master. And Alex said, You can play both, but just give a good explanation why they look the same.
0: Hmm.
2: I mean I think that my master and my doctor will be sor- sort of easy to differentiate in audios is because when my master speaks he he kind of speaks with his voice a little bit higher then he just goes a little bit low. And my doctor just uses my normal voice. So with a slight little grumble. I mean the doc the cause you've written for my doctor before. You kind of written him in this more um intelligent grumpy way. But most yep. of the time, he's actually um, what would you, what you would say a mix of twelve when he's angry, and I mean angry as in when Clara died. Yeah, uh, John Hurt's war doctor, Colin Baker's Do- Do- like um, for, uh, war doctor, a little bit of Sil- dark Sylvester McCoy and um yeah i think that'd be all
1: well the thing is when i was writing it, what was i thought those were definitely in my thought process Mm -hmm. but the thing is i i was trying so hard the most is i'd get through and i'd really sit there and think about your whole uh as you said the dark persona and the uh the little bits of when they're like really at their highest dark point but I was also trying to juggle that and keep the whole balance of, oh, what was uh, the other doctor like? Or uh, what was the mistress like? And how would they react to things? And I pers-
2: congratulate you on not giving her KFC
1: lines. <laughs> what What do you class as KFC lines? Like?
2: Uh, like, fried Saturday chicken. <laughs>
1: um...
2: I just, I, I was just waiting when we, when you did the first uh, Dark Doctor episode, which was the Pillars of Sanity. I was just waiting for um Yeah. Why don't you just say KFC already? Hmm, yeah.
1: thing is, I um, when I was writing The Mistress, I definitely learned a lot from the first time I wrote it because I thought the first time I wrote, it, I thought, oh, sounds slightly mm, a bit whimsical and stuff. But like... I mean
2: when I when I was planning the mistress, and because I thought for, and because I knew I would do a great job of playing the mistress,
0: mm.
2: I just thought, let's make her whimsical yet dark. So basically mm. what comes to my mind, what if the dreamist master was mixed with Alex McQueen's master and boom, there we go talking of that though
1: how how did i do when i wrote it for the uh the other series the one that we we, we were talking about earlier with the voice actress
2: oh no i like that ah for the first I wasn't time she sure. wasn't laying on the floor dying just having a shock wounded her leg uh, I mean, because I for the poet series, I thought, you know what? Let's go PG thirteen. Let's add a little bit of swear words. And basically, there's this scene in episode three. Mm-hmm. Sp- spoilers alert! My master is in it. Mm-hmm. There's an explosion, which kind of kills him, and he says "Oof," and then it just cuts
1: off. Ah, uh, I see. You went for one of those ones, did you? Yeah. <laughs> I love, you know what? I've got to say, I still to this day, I cannot help but love when they do that in TV shows. You know, like when they'll be in a comedy and they'll have a van or like reverse just, just on the exact second the person goes to say that word. Mm. Oh, that's... I'll, I can, I'll... well I, The one thing
2: I hope. Is that people will like my performance as the master because I give a lot of thought and a lot of, and I try to act out the master the the best way I can, not to sound bland and stiff
1: and, and
0: forced.
1: I'm, as I said earlier, I'm really, though, at this point, I know the Dalek voice is hard to get, but I am praying that it works out in the episode and it doesn't ruin the thing because the last episode with the cyberman got quite decent like uh, feedback and everything
0: so I if just...
2: you ever have the dalek time strategist that is also my favorite dalek you know i do a pretty decent job playing the dalek time strategist
1: right well i'm going to i'm going to add that into my notes good right Where you rather my... should because uh oh um have i mentioned which um dalek is in
0: oh actually wait a
1: minute you could help out with something right now
0: Mm.
1: you know the um torchwood one i think that i think i wrote that one in as a strategist
2: Mm, keep going
1: and you know how you just mentioned that you do pretty good. Yes. I could send you the yes,
2: script. Yes, you
1: could. yes, 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 yes. I was going to go on to say you could just say to me if there's anything that you don't think they'd say, you just... Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, okay. My final I, I mean...
2: answer to everything is yes. <laughs> <Super laughs> money, I'm broke. I have none.
1: So am I. You know what's been making me laugh recently, right?
2: humanity
1: yes and also the fact that right i don't usually get a lot of attention um, from people like ever when it comes to like just being myself or stuff like that and recently over the holidays i just kept getting constant dms from people and it was like oh that's nice and i thought oh okay i'll go along with it and have a bit of a laugh and stuff and just try and be a nice, friendly person to get to know. Half, give it a couple of weeks. What do you think kept coming up in the DMs? Um, You wouldn't happen to have blah, blah, blah money. And there's me like, excuse me, I don't have a job.
2: <laughs> I mean, a lot of people when you, they create fan productions, soon either YouTube or Spotify pays them and they usually assume that at some point they'll get paid. Hmm. And because I what I'm doing for um, Cyber War Universe, what ha- I think most of us are doing for all our universes that we do on YouTube, is that we don't want it to be all um, you know that we do it for money.
1: Oh yeah, we we, we do it. We enjoy it. <laughs>
2: Yeah. So and also to express ourselves, to express our writing, however good or bad it could be, and try to work out on acting and everything.
1: Well, it's like it's like for instance, like what I was trying to explain uh, at one point when I was uh, talking to my dad about it is he's always like, oh, but there's the money and there's the money and there's the money. I'm like, yeah, but the thing is as well, yes, you could go and earn a living, but You've also got to take into consideration would you rather go earn a living and then like boast to everyone or would you rather end up being given that opportunity because you didn't show off? Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I sent you the script so you can I look know, at that one. Really have it. Time. Uh,
2: for, so... Just a clue for the time strategist and the strategist Daleks in general. Yeah. Out of all the ones I've listened to, my suggestion is not to make them angry, because those are the calm versions of the Daleks. Ah. They're creepy calm. So they barely yell. See, the, the, um, the only time they do yell is when they die or when they get captured. So, you know, the, the only
1: time. The only reason in the start of the script, I kind of had the idea for the like, slight yelling bit, was the emperor because I was I really got inspiration from is it, you know, imparting parting of ways and stuff,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and how he um, he goes, I'm the god of all daleks. I, I, I,
2: oh, I there's I, even a there's they even acknowledge that in um, Galfrid time war four, and literally, I cannot believe how much ego both the emperor and the Rassilon have. They basically are equals in that. Basically, I, I'll try to perform my best, Dalek. You blaspheme, there is only one god of time. It is Dalek. <laughs> and then Rassilon just goes, how can a deity blaspheme?
1: Oh, actually, I think I might have seen someone use some screenshots and stuff to re-replicate it at one point on YouTube.
2: Yeah, and I'm like, first of all, Richard Armitage's on is scary.
0: Hmm.
2: Second of all, the amount of ego and insane delusions both of them have. It's uncanny. They could be brothers, twins.
1: In another life.
2: Because <laughs> the first actor, no, sorry, the second actor to play Rasselon in audio, or third, I don't know, um, he played this kind of bureaucratic, insane. Kind of campish wrestler. But just,
1: Richard Armitage.
2: Jesus Christ, I was scared for my life.
1: You said they could be like brothers. I was just thinking of, you know, how Doctor Who always. The knows. uncanny brothers starving the dollar. Yeah. Camp? yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, could you imagine, right? You know how they always go on about parallel worlds and stuff in a parallel world, yeah? Could you imagine turning up in one of the parallel world? What happened to the both of you? What happened to the war? Oh, don't worry. We just, we sorted our differences out and now we're the best of friends.
2: But you know who would be the most dangerous doctor, in my opinion, in the time war? Hey.
0: The seventh
2: doctor. Yes. He would press them, he would just, pr- no matter if his future incarnations did something to just stop the, um, pressing from yes. the moment what would what would the um what would um the seventh doctor do not only did he blow up scar which was actually another planet that he got tricked into blowing up he just materialized on scar or just get through a spaceship because we knew daleks we know daleks have time lord stopping technologies and he just basically get he'd either land there somehow yeah, even in a Dalek casing, and he just he would just press the moment on on Scarrow and it'd be over
1: in seconds. Yep. Yeah, but not even that. Let's be honest though, right? If the Seventh Doctor had to do the moment, yeah. He would do it he
2: without hesitation.
1: Yeah, but not even the fact that he'd do it without hesitation. If the moment didn't have an interface and it just had wires, am I the only one that thinks that the the Seventh Doctor would have already tampered with the wires before any of his other incarnations turned up. So they think think they've stopped him.
2: We'd even tamper with the subconsciousness, because we know how... Turns out that one of the Seventh Doctor's powers, according to Doctor Who Wiki, was that he could, by lowering his voice, because, you know, when he wants to calm a person down, he lowers his voice, which is kind of Hmm. strange. Turns out that's him hypnotizing people. Wait, what? (laughs) Yes. He unwillingly, which is something that hyp- that is very rare in hypnotism. Don't ask how I know. He un people unwillingly fall under his hypnotism.
1: Wait a minute. Course, so by
2: the by the time of the TV movie, he his body was already t- getting towards. So okay. If that's power, the case, he,
0: he
1: if that's the case, does that mean that every companion he was with? Wait a minute. Yes, even-
2: some of them were hypnotized. That's why Ace kind of loathes the doctor, because uh-huh. after she, after, well, because of the seventh doctor, she went to therapy.
1: <laughs> that. Well, that took a turn um
2: yeah it's even acknowledged in doctor who dark
1: universe so i swear if that's acknowledged in the centenary special if it's though not as well
2: acknowledged in the centenary special i will personally kill Chipno
1: <laughs> i do not blame you to be honest though because like i mean that would so make sense though because it'd be like, and, oh.
2: And Big Finish is canon, I remind you, and was even made officially canon after the Eighth Doctor, after basically the Eighth Doctor's companions from the early Big Finish were mentioned. So. Well, yeah. uh, And, and Grace Holloway even returned for one audio, so. Yeah, the oh. companion Grace Holloway, because. I like, definitely
1: say something I, 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 even though I know they're gone like we know from Big Finish that some of the companions he's mentioned are gone I still think it would be just slightly interesting if Paul ever did play a younger version of himself mm-hmm. to see at least even if it's even if it's just as, even if it's just Charlie mm-hmm. or Lucy like it just be interesting.
2: People will hate me for this, but sometimes I find
1: Charlie annoying. I I mean I I I didn't mind her at first. She's a good I, companion, I think, but at some point she gets she's annoying. She's a good companion, but I've got to say, if I'm a hundred percent honest, when. Boils down to it, Charlie is literally just like the ex that got away. <laughs> mm. uh, I, mean, I like I'm one sure character that, that everyone doesn't well. like when it comes to Eighth Doctor, and everyone still, I like, I mean, I kind of get why they don't like him, but I just, I don't know, I kind of relate to him in a sense, and that's Keris. <laughs> I like to carry to Keris. Simon, yes. you, you still there?
2: Yeah, sorry. I, just, I have the moment where I zone out. That happens to me.
1: Ah, I was saying I like the character Kerris but you know the um, lizard companion? Yeah. But like, I mean, I kind of get why people don't like him. There's like a whole big betrayal build-up, but minus that, I mean, he was quite a decent character.
0: <laughs> um, what else? What else?
1: What else? Lucy, I think Lucy Lucy's another example, though. I mean, you know who I think Lucy would get along with, though. <laughs> if I'm a hundred percent honest, I know Billy doesn't really want to come back as Rose, but. I think Lucy and Rose would definitely get along. They've just got that kind of attitude towards the world. Yep. Um. Also, my question yeah.
2: concerning my universe, as always, because I'm that self-centered. <clears throat> yes. I think I, people don't like me for that, but oh well. Um, are you excited Cyberus is coming back? Because in your review, you kind of sounded like you didn't really like him.
1: Well, it's not. No, 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 no. It's not that I didn't like him. I just, at certain moments, I kind of, I uh, want in a bit more sometimes, if you know what I mean. No, I do not. Um. Uh, what's the way to put it? I felt that Cybrus was good um, in the beginning, the whole introduction and everything to Cybrus. But I just felt in some stories, Cybrus was kind of sidetracked slightly until the big build-up. I
2: think that you mean Hourglass. Yeah. Yeah. But he did have a major... But I think he had a very good... That he kind of... Got back what he had in prisoner of the Cybermen in the Genesis code because yeah, I think he was think he was good enough in that.
1: Hmm. Um talking of uh, did you
2: know he- I played Cyberus? Yes. Maybe <laughs> I mean, I I've had the pleasure of playing playing the Cybermen, but this team, so
0: um,
2: and Derek is yeah. writing the um the Cyberus one, so
1: I definitely think that was going to be interesting going forward for me with all of these things is how. I start, as I said before, I started off as a doctor, I'm currently doing a lot of all the monsters, then I'm going to be the doctor again, and then I'm just going to be the the behind-the-scenes guy again and go,
2: hello! Also, how does it feel to finally play two characters in my universe that don't die yet? Pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, I think you were very surprised that I actually went through with what i said about the first episode of the poet series that i wasn't going to kill anyone in it and i think you had doubts and that i was going to kill someone
1: but then i mean um, i think you just
2: went through the whole script to just i think you
1: just went through the whole script to see if anyone dies i literally did no kidding i actually did i went through the whole thing and i was like has simon killed
0: anyone Hey. I think you might
2: have been misled when you in the script it says Dalek screams and you're thinking, Yeah, maybe that, maybe that's why and then you just read the then you just and then it's just the um the stage directions saying Daleks get trapped in a time bubble. Yeah, definitely. I promised and I delivered.
1: Yes you did. Sorry if I get a bit distracted sometimes when we're talking. It's just, I mean, out the back, right? Now they are, this is the first time that they're playing music and they've stuck to one thing. Mm. Like earlier. Uh, they've- I'm trying to ignore it. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, but no, earlier they all made me laugh, right? They put on some Ed Sheeran and then they switch. And all I heard out the back is someone going, stop
0: skipping stuff.
1: Uh, so how does it feel to have your life returned and then taken away for the second time in my universe
0: (laughs) oh it's fun it's fun
2: I mean I think I'm one of the first masters to die from a Daleks no wait
0: yeah I mean, Kevin mean, Roberts'
2: mass should technically count. Uh, I don't think he does.
0: Well, not really, because remember, wasn't he
1: supposed to have been in another incarnation before that?
2: Oh yeah, he was. He turned into the Death Worm Morphin, which is basically him not dying. So, then the first master that dies from a Dalek shot would be.
1: I'm still kind of like I feel bad for the one that. Um, uh, the actor that went for the master, though, for that movie and never made it in. Like, fully. Into- yeah. I I mean, especially after you hear his voiceover,
0: you think, what? Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, um,
2: Later on in two hours or so, the um, scheduled uh, trailer for the cyber war doctor flames of war is going to be out so I,
1: mm. I just i just i love the first i gotta say, I've, I've really been loving though like, the direction everything's been taken with all mm-hmm. these projects
0: and it, it's it's Talking of um, directional
1: stuff, there's one thing I I am so curious about, though, with one of the projects. I won't mention what the title of the story is, Mm -hmm. but I'm really (laughs) out of curiosity because of the way that things have been going negative in supposed production. I wonder how the actual sound will go, because I wrote a lot in one of the scripts.
2: Oh, by the way, would you be interested in writing a script for the mistress?
1: Yes. A hundred percent yes. I love writing for the mistress.
2: Now, um, I'll send you the details later, but please let it be a 25-minute episode and not shorter.
1: Please. I am not lazy at this point. I can guarantee you I will, I will work my butt off. <laughs>
2: Because the one time when you sent me a script, the one time I was genuinely
1: disappointed. Is that that unbound one? <laughs> oh, no, that
2: that was fine. I'm talking about the last detective script, which was only four minutes long.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I was... I, I don't even know what I was doing back then. I don't... You know what I... Yeah, wait a minute. No, no, I do. I do now, now you say that. Yeah, I was jumping back and forth. You know what it was? I kept thinking of... Oh, no, 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 you know, I think let me down as well. Mm -hmm. I think I was writing for the other project that I was just mentioning about at the same time as well. Mm -hmm. So I must probably spent like, over an hour or something on, like, that, kept coming back and forth, and then for some reason, every time I came back to the last detective, I had no
0: thought process.
2: Yeah, I mean, the worst part is after sitting for a long time in front of the computer... You bas- basically you start feeling dizzy and you just can't sit in front of it anymore. And I found out why. Because a lot of us today have a sitting position and some of us aren't very used to it. For example, me. Yeah. And basically, the um, like this, this kind of uh, borderline between the spine and the cranium the capillaries are very short there so basically by the way that we're sitting we affect it so we kind of block the blood and oxygen that just goes into our brain and it just um, messes it up most of the time so that's why we get dizzy in front of the laptop but for those who, uh, are who are sitting in front of the laptop for such
1: a long time see kids we know science
2: <laughs> to the best of our abilities
1: Oh, yeah. So I introduced them you.
0: Really
1: back when I was in school because they would... Um, not until, like, the last years we actually learned anything that was to do with proper real life and things we'd actually experience. Yeah. You were saying, Simon?
2: Alfred Molina for the monk or the master. Oh, but you know who I would really love to see in the role of the Master after, after Sasha Dewan is either regenerated or resigns or just keeps on playing and becomes the longest-running Master? Hey. Robert Carlyle.
0: I can see it. I, I mean,
2: have, I don't know why, but I think Scottish people are the best people to.
0: Yeah, I it's think that, a <clears throat> Peter Capaldi. Peter <laughs> yeah, Capaldi. Um,
1: talking of stuff though, um, have you recently listened to Doctor Who Redacted? I have not. Let me tell you one thing. I've listened to it, and it is literally just big finish. It is, it is, it is like they they tried to call it a radio show. Yeah. And yeah, say, we, well, we,
2: the only the radio shows we acknowledge is Big Finish. Everything BBC does is actually Big Finish.
1: Well, literally, as, as, I, as, as I'm saying, right, mm-hmm. I listen to it, and yes, at first, slightly, you can kind of see where they were going with the whole uh, podcast slash radio station type of um, storyline. Mm-hmm. But when they start making sounds for like being out in public and stuff, you're like, Mm, you literally just got a bunch of uh, resources from Big Finish and said, oh, we want to make our own and that's literally what they've done they have not changed enough of it to go, right, okay, that's completely different
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong, the story's quite good but uh, the problem is i've realized as well is the person that's written it they've kind of made it sound a lot like a lot of chibnall's writing and that's not a good thing like in some areas that can be a positive like yeah keep the whole decent um strong protagonist but there's a lot of blaming in it already from what i've heard and Mm -hmm. that's like the things that chibnall seems to do a lot of and you think chibnall seems too much of one of these people he'll blame a lot of people for things but he won't take the responsibility for himself it's always like oh it's that person's fault or uh, this is the way someone is because they are no there's more behind it there always was
2: i i i Seeing the doctor and a lesbian couple for me is fine, I'm happy for that. But if they but if Chibnall was going to plan, was going to eventually do this, don't do it for the end of the series, like at the oh,
1: end. Oh, oh, you haven't. Oh, Simon, 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 Simon. You mentioned to me earlier you haven't seen the Sea Devils. I right. know
2: what goes on in the Sea Devils. Most so, have you night.
1: seen? Have you seen what's happened with Yaz and the Doctor? Then
2: did they finally
1: kiss? Mm. <clears throat> God
2: damn it, Chippendale.
1: Let's put it this way: Have you ever heard of tease tease? Don't tell. Well, chivers, you went with that, didn't you, mate? I uh,
2: You huge went- <laughs> little finger to him. Well, right, I mean, the I, thing I mean, is, I'm happy, was... I'm happy that the doctor is in a lesbian relationship,
0: I'm happy you... about
2: that, because the doctor is, the doctor is versatile. Are you,
1: are you happy for me to spoil then? Of course. Right, so, what Chippers he... has done, mm-hmm. is he has from the very beginning of the episode when uh Jodie's doctor goes like starts having talks with Yaz yeah Not
2: about data am i i remember that
1: yep he's um literally it's all little little hints and then eventually towards the end of the episode the, the pair talk to one another and the doctor just goes um, well you see I can't exactly really have a relationship
2: it she is kind e- of true because the only relationship she, the doctor, could really have is um she can only she- have it with a uh, with someone of her own race, her own species, or someone who at least has the, well, huge
1: longevity. She even brings her wife into it at one point. Um, I mean,
2: River was destined to die, so
1: yeah. But she literally, uh, she literally just ends up saying the truth, which is, I like you, I really do. But you see if we go in this direction I'm already I already know I'm going to pain <laughs> and it's like it's like a joke that someone was saying recently though fair enough he shut it down in the recent episode but to a l- slight little extent she could have kind of gotten away with it for a while she yeah. could have gotten it in flux
2: instead she of could- the panache for her untimely exactly
1: they could have they could have had it going all the way through flux yeah a little bit into some of these specials but not as like not as grab grabbing but as recently Chipnall seems to have a recent thing of the doctor being told that they're going to have their life cut short yeah but someone always seems to jump in and say Oh, Doctor, you know, the world needs you, so I will take my own life.
0: <laughs> no, please don't let it in Still, man, rest in peace, Jericho, man. Rest in peace.
2: Jericho could have stayed there. Oh, Jericho was such a good companion, my
0: What makes me
1: laugh, though, with Jericho is... His outing isn't – I wouldn't even say I'm fully satisfied with it because of the fact that he's a second away from escaping. And what do they do?
0: Oh, you remember that ring?
1: Yeah, that one that we all remember from, like, decades ago. Oh, conveniently, Potato Spud shoots it because they've got such great aim, but they can't shoot Dan down the street with a
0: with a wok.
2: It's true, though. tyrants are this. They're either expert marksmen, machines of war, or they're Star Wars stormtrooper material.
1: Well, I, I've got to say, when I when but, I still think back to Flux, that's the only thing I think of those tyrants. I think these are. Yeah. Also, is...
2: speaking speaking of um of the great stormtroopers of Star Wars, the only ones who actually know how to aim are the ones that are working for the first order. Mm. Cause you can actually see they got some decent hits on people. Unlike the Stormtroopers, they shoot at balls, but literally can't shoot at a bloody coin.
1: Here's something though, talking of Star Wars, can we can we just bring up for a second how they the stormtroopers can't aim for for their life, yeah? But Finn gets into a fight with one of them with a blade saber type of stick. Yeah. And the guy can actually wield it. But they can't shoot people properly.
2: I mean, yeah, that's why I think that they would be, do- that they do better with some kind of electromagnetic spear.
1: Yeah. I mean, they might, you, let, let's be honest, right? If little Uncle paup turned up to the First Order, he might as well have just walked in and gone, uh, I, I don't think they can shoot properly. Just give them spears. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Also,
2: I was asked by production of names, of which I cannot mention, but they had this idea of doing a stitch audio. Yes from Disney, but because, you know, it's Disney, they'd get cease and desist, so this is, you know, for self-entertainment purposes only. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I played Stitch. You played Stitch? Yay! Yes. Ohana means family, family means Ohana, and all that stuff, and I had to stay in character for five freaking (laughs) hours, because they had five 25-minute scripts!
1: Oh, oh! Did you did um, you at least film film any mistakes?
2: No, because this was all live recording. We were all oh, recording. Oh no. <laughs> And you know what is the worst part? What? I lost my voice on the next day. Oh no! The funny thing about this voice is that I learned how to do it when I was trying to learn how to do a golem voice. Mm-hmm. And basically you turn into to stitch. So yeah.
1: You know one voice I will lose? I I mean, I love to do it. But I, I know I will lose my voice if anyone ever tries to get me to do it in audio. And that is Yoda.
0: <laughs> mm, I <taught> <coughs> I'm already coughing. Yeah.
2: No, the best thing—the best thing I always like to say in my very poorly made Yoda voice is, mm, attack seagulls, I must. Seagulls attack my sunders the uh, best thing about TikTok that I've recently discovered is the inappropriate master Ugui. Hmm. And let me tell you, the relationship advice appropriate Master Ugwe gives you is both questioning, no, sorry, questionable, yet correct. Hmm. Allow me to demonstrate. If she leaves you for another mister, you shall take her sister.
1: <laughs> uh, you know what you know, the, I've worst part, s-
2: the worst one that they ever made was if she leaves you for another you shall do it to her brother <laughs> and I'm thinking why do people make these it's enough that we get those stupid, superstitious TikTok videos. They say, don't interact up on your FYP. No matter what you do, they still show up. Hmm. It's so bloody annoying.
1: Being I think I... Uh, oh, what is it that annoys me the most? There's a lot of things on TikTok that annoy me. Especially sometimes when uh, people... One one person says one bit and makes it sound like history, and other person says another bit, and then like you go and do your research, and you're like, mm, there's no, I I don't know what to tr- trust anymore. Do no, I trust the?
0: The,
2: <laughs> the other annoying thing I find on TikTok is those you know where they put clips of the film, and then there's this terrible narration.
1: Oh. You know what else I hate, though? I like, can't
2: stand I hate, I mean, how, people, how can people post and listen to that?
1: I, I I dislike when people start... You know when they put a video from like a TV show, like, for instance, Britain's Got Talent or America's mm-hmm. Got Talent? Like, I absolutely despise when people do that, yeah? And then you look for part two, and then you can't find part two.
2: <laughs> yeah, and if you want to find part two... The first part is pinned, so you have no chance of finding it. Yeah. Also, am I the only person who thinks that um, TikTok shorts are basically TikTok's way of showing that they can be as important as Instagram?
1: Yeah, I mean, what is it literally at this point? Everything is going for shorts. Yeah.
2: When I saw the plus, I thought, hmm, maybe I'm verified. I click on it and it says create YouTube... If I wanted to say YouTube... It's <laughs> TikTok shorts, and I'm like, well, this is disappointing.
1: I'm currently playing around with... I, I I know this sounds absolutely out of place to say, but I'm playing around with a piece of chewing gum. And earlier, you know the, the Egyptian god from... Uh, have you seen the recent moon night? Yes. Right, so Kofi. you know yeah, covet no, uh, no i I can't Oh you yeah. Uh conchu. I um I made the chewing gum look like conju earlier. Oh dear. <laughs> I don't know how.
0: I don't I know don't why know. I don't
1: know
2: why. I don't uh, know the rest of the song. Please um,
1: uh, I don't know it either.
2: Still, my master just going three blind mice. A uh, three. Oh, blind yeah, mice. Back at some point. They run. See.
1: I've still, still got to get back to my uh making my uh dark crystal audio at some point as well. Yes. Yeah, so are you also going
2: to include three blind mice? I mean, I can play a character for you if you want. So.
0: Yeah.
1: Um.
2: I have. It turns out I like. I get typecast as villains or androids. I've got. I've
1: got to Pokemon. say though, my if I have a favorite villain from the whole series, as in general, I'm still gonna say it's the Chamberlain. <laughs> I don't know. It's just something about the character. But just not intru- the
2: guy who tried to manipulate the evil emperor?
1: Yeah, he literally tries to manipulate everyone just to get back in the emperor's good books.
0: Hmm.
1: Yep, yeah, there you go.
0: Hmm. <laughs>
1: that's very interesting. Hmm. Um The thing is though, I, I would have, say I there's have a slight vo- I have a beard. Jesus. Um there is one uh thing though that will be definitely a bit easy uh within audio and that's like the podling kind of village thing because you can just get any tavern type of noise and get away with it because that's literally what it sounds like in the movies. Mm. Um, But as I said, my, my whole aim for the series is to bridge between the movie and the series because I'm still annoyed that the Netflix series never truly like it it hinted towards the end that the next series was going to be all right. This is going to explain uh, the fall or, what led to the whole shard being this big thing, but it never happened. And I'm like, oh, you can't do this to me. You can't, I can't live like this. I was like, I must know. And then this year I was like- I have one, oh. I
2: have one request for the fans of Star Wars who've only seen the sequels and everything about Star Wars. Ray is not the most powerful Jedi.
1: True. Oh, what? There's something else that's come out recently that's quite funny. Mm-hmm. Two things are brought up. One, in, you know, the new Skywalker saga, mm-hmm. there's a scene where Ray gets hugged and not Chewie, so they poke fun at that. And they also poke fun at how in episode nine, the giant Death Star for the director wanted a, a water planet, is on the wrong planet.
0: <laughs> mm.
1: And they poke fun at that. Ray literally says in uh, a scene of that game, hold up, I thought this was on a moon.
0: <laughs> uh.
2: you know, There is a speculation that Finn is the bastard son of Lando Calrissian and Leo Organa.
1: I can I can I can definitely see it. Cause
2: come on, at this point Finn has
1: the force. And let's also be honest, right? Uh, I mean Han wasn't exactly person. And I mean
2: what, didn't they say that Leia and Han got a divorce? Yeah. Because it didn't seem like it in the seventh movie. It seems like they still loved
1: each other. But then, I mean, people can still love each other and then, like... It's, that's, it's just one of those... It's very confusing. Yeah. But, oh, have you heard about the theory, though, that uh, Ray and Ben could be a really messed up relationship? Because
2: yes, she... because... I agree with it because basically, we it's even they said in the books that Palpatine actually, no, in the comic books, we can see you know, the one where Darth Vader travels into that different realm.
0: Mm.
2: Can we talk about how, um, in the comic books, we can see Palpatine literally altering the force around Shmi Skywalker? So, it's good to know. That basically Ray and Ben could be distant, distant
1: cousins, but no matter how distant, it's still
0: quite. Mm. You
2: know what I find? You know what I? You know what I don't like? Well, that Kathleen Kennedy is in charge of it. True. It it should have been Dave Filoni and John Favreau.
1: You know what else, though, right? Even I, th- I, I have a feeling, though, right? From when you watch the interview with Ray, uh, with Daisy Ridley, I mm-hmm. have a feeling even she doesn't agree with being the Skywalker, because I think she even like when she goes, "I want Ray," or uh, "Ray Skywalker," but technically, Ray Palpatine. Even within her voice tone, it sounds like she read the script and
0: thought, "Where on earth did this come from?" Mm. But yeah, as
1: you said, it should definitely have been baloney.
2: And John Favreau, because they're the only two that actually, under, except for George Lucas and Mark Hamill, they understand. And let's idea.
1: let's let's not forget that the actor of Canaan also understands the whole.
2: Also, oh, can force. we talk about the interview that Tom Baker once gave, where he said, "Well, they treat me like a sci-fi god," and I'm thinking, "Well, that's a little bit bold of you, Tom." And then I realize he played in both Doctor Who and Star Wars, mm. and I'm like. Holy shit!
1: That man is a god. Of... He is what he is, isn't
2: he? I remember when Louise Jameson in the first interview or the first episode of the Fourth Doctor Adventures laughed. That I told him that how bad the people in Big Finish were, but he didn't listen to me. <laughs> but it's nice to know that they're very that after the show they actually became very good friends. Because mm. we know that um, Tom Baker was rather cold to say it in the slightest to Louise Jameson when she was playing Vila, because he didn't like the companion. But after left after everything kind of finished and everything settled, they became such good friends. Mm. I th- I think that kind I, of. Uh, Lala Ward and Tom Baker aren't really that good of friends anymore. I'm Cause gonna... considering how many stories they do with Leela and how many they do with Lala Ward's Romana for The Fourth Doctor, you can kind of see it.
1: Yeah. I say, though, I definitely I'm, I feel bad for. Um, The actress, though, of uh, Leela, in a sense, though, for the time, because she just became another costume-stereotyped type of character. That
2: big finish gave her a great, great way to just show herself off. True. I mean, now it's just, now all we have uh, from the original cast of Gallifrey is Leela in the next series because Narvin is technically gone, Romana's trapped in a, um, spoiler for you kids again, is basically trapped in, um, yeah, she's basically trapped in 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 a timeline where she has to curate Gallifrey. What? Mm Mm-hmm. He's trapped in another dimension because, Rass- because she basically she could be the only one who would get rid- could have gotten rid of Rassilon. And we all know that's true. Cause Yeah. Once you travel with the Doctor, you know how to take down almost everybody.
1: True. Very true.
2: I mean, I have the pleasure of pl- playing Irving brexit in another universe I'm working for and basically Irving is one of my favorite Gallifrey characters, and um, I'm very honored and happy to play him.
0: She, <laughs> um, because
2: my first appearance, I'll oh, spoil the one thing. It's actually in a memory. What addition? Because I think that at this point, my incarnation is somewhere after. Um, after uh, what was the first one's name? I forget actors' name after a time. When I don't, David Richardson.
0: Yeah, I ah. think. It, am I correct? Maybe.
2: Oh, I'm looking at the wrong cast list. Miles Richardson, sorry, David Richardson is a producer of Dr. Bush. Sorry, ah. <laughs> happens to the best of us kids, we all have a faulty memory, exactly. I so apologize if I say kids, I just I, I don't know why. It's like in every kids, inter-
1: people, adults, we are all one,
2: <laughs> you know, why? Because in some actors' interviews, you can always see like the actor just goes to the audience as kids, don't watch. <laughs>
1: They made me laugh, though, really, with that one, because you think... They say don't watch, and then sometimes they'll do something, and then, like, they'll just laugh it off anyway, and be like, oh, well, they'll grow up and have to deal with that anyway. Mm. So you think to yourself, you think... See, this is why I think censorship does and doesn't work, because there's things out there that, yes can be censored but there's other things out there that you think it's a natural part of life the longer you censor it the more people won't understand it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and when it comes around they'll be sitting there and you'll be like well I, I still can't talk about that but it's like that's why I really like members of my family when it comes to things because we've always over the years been very open about anything so We'll never shy away from even if something's a bit more of an adult we'll all just embrace it because we know eventually eventually it'll have to be brought up
2: also i have one question yes Do you know because you know there's you can always put like a picture and then you have the audio and then do you know how to get like you know those lines that just show the audio
1: um
0: is it I know.
2: Like, Audio shower converter or something?
1: I know what you're talking about. I do not currently know. I will look into it though for you. Because Thank even you I much. myself am very interested to know how they do
0: that.
2: Yeah. Well, I think it's time for me to go.
1: It's time for a farewell.
0: Yes.
2: And for a send off, I shall play you a special song.
0: Okay. So cute! Does
2: it tear in my eye? I know. I just brick rolled you on spoons.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thanks again though, uh, Simon, for coming along. You're welcome. Uh,
2: it's always a pleasure.
1: I look forward to uh, speaking with you. Very soon.
2: Before I leave, yes. Do a behind the behind the scenes with the cast after you're finished recording everything, and you just get all the cast members together to introduce themselves and what they thought of the script and the episode.
1: I definitely will, because I've been meaning to for the longest time. Already, I've been meaning to talk to uh, Craig at some point. Like, I've been meaning to get on this. Yes. Uh, Trinity, I've had on here before. But I, I, I think, like, I think in general, we just need, like, a bit of a talk or something at some point just to really get out what people thought of it.
2: I mean, I did a behind-the-scenes for Master Chronicles of War with Alex. Boy, that was chaotic.
1: I wonder what it'll be like with us then.
2: Well, again, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to be here. I hope to be back soon, and I hope for more roles.
1: Yes. I will bring them like storms.
0: (laughs) And see that you still got the evil laugh going, right? <laughs> see ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs>